4: Live from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the Total Education Show,
2: the talk shop for teachers, parents, and administrators. Here's your host of the show, Neil Haley,
0: the Total Tutor.
5: All right, I think do we have Bert on the line? Yes. yes citizen. Uh, this is uh, Neil Haley. How are you, Bert? Uh, so I'm excited to welcome to the I'm program. I'm excited. Thank you. I'm excited. Bert, <laughs> original... uh-huh. what would you say? Bert? I said, "Wowie, zowie." Wowie Zowie, exactly. Burt Ward, the original Robin. Can you believe it's the 50th anniversary? Exactly. You know,
3: uh, not only with 50 years, but Adam and I, Adam West, who played Batman, we've just been submitted to the Guinness Book of Records as the only two actors in history that have worked together 50 years later.
5: Wow! Right
3: now, that's, that's we're, we're, all I can say is, I'm a little bit limited, but I'm telling you, the Dynamic Duo are coming back later this year in something bigger and better than what we did before.
5: Oh, amazing. Oh, I can't wait to see it. You know, I was such a huge fan of the show, Bert, uh, growing up as a child, and I uh, really loved it, and Right, especially when the Batman was making its comeback to the silver screen after years of... Uh, but I watched these shows all the time, and, and it was just such a fun show, wasn't it, Bert?
3: It was, it was great. We used to say that we put on our tights to put on the world. We were the only superheroes <laughs> that wore our underwear on the outside of our clothes.
5: Uh, that's fantastic. And I think, Bert, from your success of the show, you have something that's dear to your heart, And that's Gentle Giants Rescue. And this is why you're coming on the program. That's why you've been talking to so many people all over the world today. But tell us about Gentle Giants Rescue.
3: Well, 22 years ago, my wife and I started a a Great Dane Rescue, which uh, initially was for Great Danes. It is now expanded to 45 different breeds of dogs, from tiny little two-pounders up to our giant nearly 300-pounders. And this is all about saving lives. And we've been very fortunate in rescuing and saving more than 15,500 dogs in the last 22 years. Every one of wow. those dogs would have been put to death if we weren't there to save them. And by the way, all of these dogs have lived in our home with us. And in other words, at all times, I have 50 or more dogs living in my home with my wife and I. And I tell people I've gone to the dogs, but... <laughs> but we have found a way to double the lifespan of dogs. And it's really fantastic. Right now, here at our rescue, I have 24 of my dogs that are 15 to 26 years of age. Now, these are giant breeds that only normally live 7 to 9 years. So every one of these 24 has already doubled their normal lifespan.
5: Bert, that's tremendous. Uh, I, I how, What made you really... To, to the point of now having so many dogs in your house, what, when did you finally discover this is going to be one of your missions in life?
3: Well, you know, a lot of people have charities they support. Rescuing dogs has become our charity. And what's so exciting about this is that, you know, if you live with animals 24-7 like we do, you can't help but learn a lot. And when we developed our Dog Food Gentle Giants, uh, which, you know, i just like to say is available on walmart.com and amazon.com. We, we don't take any money from this. This is not about money. This is about doing something for mankind or dog kind, if you will. And we love animals. And it's so great when people who love their dogs don't have to give them up at 8 or 9 or 10 or 11, but that they can live as, as long as ours are living, which is up to 27 years. And it's just an exciting thing to be able to, you know, to give people Something special that they love, which is their, the life of their dog.
5: It's definitely it's such a it's such a great thing that you're doing, Bert. And uh, when I when I'm trying to figure out specifically, were you always a dog lover growing up, or was your wife? How did that kind oh, of yeah. get I, together? I always
3: loved animals. It wasn't just dogs. I I had cats. And and when I was doing Batman, I made an appearance at a at a place called the B and I Circus Store in Tacoma, Washington. And I adopted a lion cub. And it was Clarence, the cross-eyed lion's brother, who lived in my home with, at the time, 10 cats. And the cat got along with the lion. And, and, and unfortunately, you know, lions don't live very long in the wild. And mine, he, he, his, um, his lungs never grew with the rest of his body, so he passed on. But, I, I mean, I love animals. Anybody that loves animals should love all animals.
5: Oh, absolutely, Uh, and and that's such that's that's such a true thing that they should love all animals, Bert, and uh, and and that's that's the uh, the 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 nice thing because they give you such comfort and they help other people's lives live longer lives as well from feeling well. Think of it this way: you know, life
3: is the most precious commodity in the world, and you know, what could you give someone for something they love more valuable than life? And that's why my wife and I have focused on this, because so many people where their kids have grown up and, you know, their kids are grown up and gone, or maybe they don't have children, or maybe the children have their own dogs that their parents got from them. And who wants to be telling an 11-year-old child that the dog died and explaining death to a child when dogs can live into their 20s, even their late 20s, and, and they don't have to explain to children about death at such an early age, because they'll
5: have their dogs with them. See, that's a great discovery, Bert. That's, that's a fantastic discovery that you understood that you can make dogs live longer. You see so many of them put to, down at a younger age, and people across the well, country and They suffer from all skin. kind
3: of ailments. They suffer from right. ailments, things like, you know, where they they, they they get diabetes. They start coming down with some of the human problems. And, and and you know, they, 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 there's no reason that you can't have a healthy dog if you follow the, the steps that we've spent the last 22 years discovering. All of this we offer to people for free. We even have our phone number printed on the back of every bag of Gentle Giants where people can call. And if they want to ask a question about their dog or how to feed or how to care or behavior... We we take the calls and we answer them and everything is free because we love dogs. This is our charity.
5: Ah, uh, that's tremendous. I'm I'm excited for you for sure, Bert, and the dog food that's been that's how long has the dog food been out for? Is this the first year you've tried the you've had the No dog food no for since two thousand
3: and five. Since two thousand and five. But you know in in business, which is a little different than rescue <laughs> Uh, it takes a while to get distribution. And so now we're in uh, many of the Walmarts around the country. Well, Walmart is very charitable, and uh, they recognize the right. good that we're doing. In fact, there was a big article that came out um, uh, in the uh, Arkansas Democrat Gazette, which is the largest newspaper in Arkansas, that it says, Boy Wonder, Walmart, team up to better feed man's best friends. And they've been very supportive, and they offer our food at, at such an incredibly low cost it sells for half the price of an all-natural food sold in a pet store. Fantastic. And so Walmart has worked with us, and everybody is working together to help dogs live longer and keep their dogs with their owners longer.
5: Well, I'm going to have to take a selfie, go to Walmart, take a selfie with the uh, dog food and put it out on my Instagram and Twitter as well to help promote this for you. Bert, I have a huge following on all those social media sites as well. Uh, just to bring out what you're trying to do, a tremendous thing because all that goes towards the Gentle Giants Rescue. So it's fantastic what you're doing. Best place to find information on you, Bert, is to go to Gentle dot com. Correct? But do you have that's correct? That's correct. And, that's
3: correct. and if for any reason in your particular state where you're located, if it's not in your local Walmart, you can it's available by Walmart dot com. They deliver it to your Walmart for no shipping charge. So you get oh, it I'll either make sure way. i
5: Pittsburgh. I'll make sure in Pittsburgh gets it. I'll, I'll reach out to you and let you know about that. I'll do a little investigation for you, Bert. Uh, do you have any social media people can follow you, or best place to do is go to the website?
3: Yes, no, so we have a Facebook page, Gentle Giants Dog Food and Products. It's on Facebook, and we'd love to hear from your listeners. And if they want to ask questions, we'll respond to every question. And we put tips every day. on on there about caring for your dog, little things here, this and that, all of which is designed to help you have your dog with you longer.
5: All right, Burke, give us a quick little uh, Robin uh, impersonation to finish the show. Give us something. Well, holy interviews, Batman. Wowie-zowie to the Batmobile. All right, I'll go to the Batmobile. We'll go straight to the Batmobile to Walmart to pick up the dog food. So thanks again for calling Bert, and take care, man.
3: Okay, thank you. Bye-bye.
5: Bye-bye. You're listening to Total Celebrity Show, and we continue. Hello, hello. Hello. Hi, everyone. Hi, Lombardo. We're getting ready to start. Uh, okay, hi, awesome. everyone. Welcome to Total Celebrity Show. You can check me out on Twitter, at TotalTitter, Neil S. Haley, Facebook, LinkedIn, Neil Haley, Instagram, TotalTitter, Pinterest, Neil Hengel, Google+. Plus. Neil Haley, and also on Paracabat told Twitter, excited to welcome the program for TNT's Murder in the First, Lombardo Boyar. Lombardo, how are you?
2: Of course, man. Yeah, I'm at home. I actually just got back from Oakland this morning. I uh, flew in. I I went over there for an audition, and they flew me out, and I came home this morning. I got stuck over there last night because the flights were horrible. But anyways, it's all right. Good problems.
5: At least it worked out. That's all that matters, that you're on the show right before, you know, the big 4th of July celebration weekend. Everyone stopped working probably three hours ago, and in L.A., they stopped working yesterday, and it is what it is. Yeah. All, everyone, everything's starting to shut down, and I got you as the last interview before the holidays, so exciting to awesome. talk to you for sure. Now, Thank Leonardo, you so the had a back, You're back. You're welcome. Your background is comedian, so did you start out as a comedian before acting?
2: So that's funny. Yeah, I think that's still out there somewhere. Like on, uh, i got to update all my <laughs> IMDb and my Google stuff and you look it up. Yeah, I have a reputation as a comedian, I think, because I did four years on the Bernie Mac show. and uh, So everyone just assumes I'm a stand-up comedian because I was on that show. And actually, I replaced Carlos Mencia, who is a stand-up comedian. So uh, he asked for more money, and then uh, he went and did his own show, and then I, I got to come in. I was the other brown guy. It's like, sweet. Um, so yeah, so I never really, I only did stand up once, believe it or not. And I did it in Australia when I was doing happy feet Two, And I figured, Hey man, I'll do it. Cause we, I recorded with Carlos. Salas, Rocky and Jeff Garcia and Johnny Sanchez, great set of comics. And I actually did, I, I, they all told me of course, to say, I opened for Robin Williams
6: <laughs>
2: because he did <laughs> perform later that later that night. So like, you know, set up comedians, you know, right off the bat, they're all like, Hey dude, just say you opened for Robin Williams, man. You know, that's that's how you'd work it, I guess. But I did five minutes and it was scary. I mean, I did have a moment where I blanked out on stage and they all told me it would happen and they told me to remember that because I'll never forget it. <laughs> uh, and I tried to make all the comedy about Australia. So it went okay. It was, it was good. But I don't know if it's me. I think I kind of tried it too... I was a little too old and I have kids now and just to be on the road and stuff would be too much. Yeah. But I respect it.
5: Now, why is it difficult to do stand-up comedy? I mean, I can kind of talk off the drop of a hat, but I, at one point, couldn't do it, Lombardo. It's taken lots of practice to get used to just talking on and on and on and on and on. But when you're a comedian, <laughs> is it because if you don't hit them on the first joke, you're dead, right? Or you don't oh, yeah. get them going.
2: Yeah, I mean, I definitely respected it. What I did what I did wrong is like, because I'm, I'm a funny guy just hanging out. You know, you bust jokes and you think, oh, man, it's easy, yeah. man. I'll get up there and I'll just talk some smack, you know? And I was like, oh, I just wrote down some notes, but you literally have to rehearse it. Like I remember I used to be in a sketch comedy group and we would perform at the Ice House in Pasadena. And Dennis Miller, I would see outside when we were, you know, before we went on, we were in the small room and he'd be performing in the big room. And literally he was psychotic about just going over and over his material. You know, you'd see him outside really? pacing and pacing. Oh my! So it, So as easy as he made it seem, you know, like he's just, you know saying it off the top of his head i mean it's rehearsed and that's that's what i did wrong i mean it is it is an art form and you have to work at it and you know as easy as they make it seem when they're on stage i mean a lot of it is very rehearsed you know and, and they got it down you know wow so and so that was my you, mistake
5: that was your mistake <laughs> i went up there but I, I, think, oh, I got you're, it I'll you're, I'll you're, be de- fine. De- you're definitely that? a comedy actor at start that's where you got your start your big break is burning back But you you were trained after, before
2: that? Uh, No, not really. I mean, I I actually got into acting after I got out of the military. I was in the 82nd Airborne for two and a half years. And that was my college, pretty much. That's where I learned about life, you know, and became a man, I guess you could say. And, uh, yeah, and I I learned a lot when I was in the military. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, I respected everybody who actually loved the job, but there's a lot of people in there who are just miserable and scared to get out, you know, because they think nothing else is out there. And it was my big. I learned that if I was going to do something, that I better love it. So when I got out, I tried to go to college for about I don't know six months, and I just wasn't feeling it. And I lived in Los Angeles. My mom was living here at the time, and it's always wanted to act. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give it a shot. I live here. So I literally just started so green. I remember uh, Drama Log back in the day. I don't know if you remember that. I'm hating myself, but it used to be this magazine where you could look on there, and there'd be non-union jobs and i was literally submitting with like polaroids and handwritten resumes <laughs> i was oh my that green. yeah and the first job i got was for a uh, industrial shoe warehouse used to be this big shoe company here and i did a skateboarding commercial because i could skate and that was my first gig and then i got my sad card with a bud light commercial and then i just started doing theater in hollywood and just learned so what, all was the lombardo, what, was, what was your bud
5: light commercial lombardo was was your bud light commercial
2: Tell us about that <laughs> it was it was in spanish and it was cool and at the time you know when you do commercials for beer they they got to check your id and you have to be 25 or older but because it was a spanish spot they never checked my id i mean i was 23 i was legal but they never asked how old i was and it literally i was just a guy who dared this biker to eat a, a couldn't hang and i could and he starts crying and that was basically the commercial but it was it was great i got my sag card and been going ever since. I've been making a living in this crazy business for 18 years, man. That's all I do. Exactly. And nobody knows who I am, which is awesome. Well, not, not anymore because no, 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 I'm on your no, no, show. No. So it's great.
5: Steve, shout out to Steve Cooper, but I mean, honestly, uh, that's the thing with working actors. Uh, Steve introduced me to you, and I said, Who is this guy? I start searching, and no, no knocking, you know, the guests that I get on a regular basis are pretty. Big names. I only get them for eight minutes. It's such a big deal. Or I get, I luck out some publicists like, oh, they're promoting something. Not where you and I get to chat like this. This is my skill set, where you and I just kind of just trade war stories so that the listeners, that's what people want to hear. Not, oh, I'm promoting this and let's talk about it for five minutes and say goodbye. So, no, and it's good too, Lamar- man.
2: And, and what's up, Chicago? Just want to say hi to everybody, man. I, you know what? I haven't been in Chicago, I think, since I was maybe five years old. All, all I remember is them lifting me out of the snow. <laughs>
5: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, so so I got to get Chicago, back there, man. Hello,
5: all, so Lamarta, you gotta say hello world because it'll go out and hello be ready for your Twitter. You can't, get ready for your Twitter to be hit up like crazy next week. It'll be boom, oh, boom, dude, boom. I oh, dude, I love gosh. it, man.
2: I love that, it. See, we that's what it. We do Mur- social Murder, media thing. murder, murder in the first needs it. Yeah.
5: Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll put it out there. But no, yeah. what would you say your big break was? Was it definitely Bernie Mac? That was your big break. I don't know.
2: Right? That, I don't. Yeah. I mean, it was good, but I don't know if I've ever had a big break. Um, I would say, I actually, just got uh, the two jobs that I got coming up. I got because of Big Ass Spider. Believe it or not. Um oh, okay. Which I don't know seen that film, but Big Ass Spider was pretty good to me, because it was kind of my return to to comedy, and it's it's a big, broad, it's not, it's, Sharknado's good, don't get me wrong, I don't want to piss off the Sharknado fans, but uh, Big Ass Spider, we, we didn't take ourselves as seriously, in other words, m- Greg Grumberg and I kind of comment on how ridiculous this is in the movie, so it's kind of a different take, as opposed to, you know, playing everything serious and being so, like, oh my god you know, I, we kind of make fun of the whole thing. And it, it's a really fun film. I definitely think you should. So that awesome. was kind of a role. And and I did a movie back in the day called Never Get Out of the Boat, which I got kind of some acclaim about. And that was all about uh, addict alcoholics. It's kind of a deep movie. And they actually show that now. If you, if you go into a drug program, I get,
5: Lombardo, We're waiting for him to get back on the line, uh, funny guy, uh, but as we know, California and different things, so I'll just kind of fill in specifically enough more about uh, different movies and different opportunities, in Lombardo we will be calling back in just a second. You got to have one crazy thing happen right before, not everything can go perfectly
0: in so many ways.
2: <laughs> Lombardo, you're back yeah. on the line. I'm here, man. Awesome. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but here I am. Yeah, I called right back, but uh, sorry about that. Um, so, yeah, where was I? What were we talking about, man? Oh, yeah, never get out of the boat. So, yeah, that's that's a good one. But I think Murder in the First, actually, is, is probably the, the biggest thing that I've been in. I, I did a movie, a show called Over There, and that was pretty good. Steven Botsco also hired me for that, and uh, we only did one season of that. It was about the war. And it was a little touchy. So this is the first time in 21 years, kids, if anybody's listening, that I got a season three. You know, I, I never had a season two, and this is my first season three. So 21 years in it, you know. Not everybody is an overnight success.
5: <laughs> right, and right, right. So so you were saying it's not Bernie Mac, so it was other things. And now your opportunity yeah, I mean, because I just of been-
2: yeah it's just been sl- it's been a slow, steady climb, you know what I mean and, and I and a lot of it, you know, to be honest, was kind of you know on my own thing, because I was single for a long time and I was making a living, so I had fun, and I, I don't think it happened until like I was thirty that I was finally like, "Hey, man, what are you going to do? like you know if this, this doesn't work out, you know, what's your plan? And that's when I finally kind of took it. You know, a little more seriously and finally just buckle down and say, hey, man, for a while there, when you're younger, you're just like, hey, whatever, it's what I do, I'm having fun, and you don't even think, you know, like, career, then I met my wife, and then, like, stuff got real, you know, and then kids, and you're like, I think the kids actually were my breakout role, (laughs)
1: because
2: my mom always says kids come with gifts, but I think also what it does is it lights a fire under your butt, you know?
5: You gotta go make money, (laughs) because the kids are expensive, man, I got five. (laughs) I gotta constantly got be working. Wow! Yeah, yeah, I got five, man, and I gotta constantly be working, and then also yeah, right? trying you, to you build just... a social media and, and, and brand and all that.
2: That's it. And, it's and, not you know, taking whole... back anymore. You ain't. You're not just playing anymore, right? It's like, hey, man, this is serious. It's like, let's go.
5: Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's it's just like a, it's this kind of deal, man. It's like, whoa, holy cow, this this is what happened. This is what kids I mean, so you know, and I gotta keep working and more money. Oh, yeah. No, I still have to be on tome on time, Lombardo. So what how do I make money if I can't be out? That's why luckily <laughs> things we figure out ways to make money. Legally. Oh yeah.
2: Legally oh, yeah. make money. Legally people <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you have to, man. You have to yeah, you can't just oh, sit yeah. on the couch. You know, and if you sit on the couch, you ain't comfortable. You know what I mean? They're always in the back of your head. You're like, oh, man, I gotta get up.
5: All right, so let's co- let's go let's go to Murder in the First. You 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 think you you think uh, because it's a it's continued to be a series and you've been involved in it that this definitely you wouldn't say it's a big break, but it's a big role and it's on a, and it's on a big sh- on,
2: on a big station, right? So would you exactly. say that
5: kind of goes that that? So tell us about your role in Murder in the First.
2: In uh, Murder in the First, I play Inspector Edgar Navarro, um, and uh, who's a you know Mexican detective. And my partner is played by Rafael Sparge, who plays Mulk and Kay Diggs and Kathleen Robertson, of course, are the the big stars of the show. But uh, it's really really cool. And my character, I'm really proud of the fact that they they really let me showcase my ethnicity if that makes any sense you know a lot of times you watch these cop shows and uh the latino guy will be latino but you know he looks kind of whitewashed and speaks very proper you know what i mean it's almost like you can only have an educated minority on shows and not saying that edgar's not smart but he's just more simple blue collar and you know hey what's up i'm a detective and, and he's kind of tough and he's kind of almost like a homeboy with a badge you know because growing up here in los angeles i lived in uh Southgate and Huntington Park and the people that would give me the most crap I used to have this really cherried out Volkswagen bug and I was a skateboarder you know I wasn't even a gangbanger or nothing but because of my bug I would get pulled over all the time and the tops that were the toughest on me were the Mexican ones you know it's funny like they just they're almost pissed like they don't want you making their people look bad you know what I mean so they're like, mm, right. they're even tougher. So I kind of in- incorporated a little bit of that into Navarro. You know, he loves his job, but he-, he thinks he's doing the right thing. And, you know, and going back to the military, those are the people that I respected. I don't care what your job is as long as you love it, you know. And if you do, usually you're, you're a pretty good person, you know, because you love what you're doing. And uh, Navarro loves his job and believes in it, you know, wholeheartedly. And he thinks he's making a difference.
5: <laughs> and so the storyline of the whole show, murder in the first, uh, give me that, give me that storyline now. Cause again, I've Definitely, not watched yeah. the show, but I'm assuming.
2: Yeah. No, thanks a lot, man. Thanks a lot. Um, no, yeah, you, this season, it's all about, we dive into the kind of the athletes, you know, the sports world, um, about what they have to deal with. Um, you know, there's a football player that gets killed in the premiere. Um, yeah. And we deal, that's the whole murder mystery. So if you watch the the series, it's 10 episodes and the payoff is in the last episode. So it's really like one big, long movie, which is really cool. So um, if you don't watch the end, you're not going to figure it out. So people like to binge watch it and, you know, they'll watch, you know, some people will wait till it's all done and watch all 10 in a row, you know, because that's 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 the way it is now, which is funny with the ratings and stuff, because like you can't even tell ratings anymore. You know, because people DVR right. it, they record it.
5: That's, that's what so, I don't <laughs> get. I don't get why people say, like, I always do these radio tours. I'm like, dude, all you got to do is get on your social media, tweet it out all the time, tell them people to DVR it, send the link from the download it or, or stream it. And then, but how do you tell those ratings now? Lombardo, Yeah, that's exactly. The yeah,
2: That's the thing. And we're on Hulu Plus, too. So if you guys want to check out the first two seasons, it's on Hulu. So yeah, Hulu's like behind us. So they're they're showing it and we're doing pretty good on there and like you said like last Sunday we were we were trending at number 3. The only thing that beat us was the BET Awards and the soccer match. So, but we're see, doing pretty good, but but our numbers smart weren't that high. To have
5: real new content at this time of year. That's for TNT exactly. being smart because there's nothing exactly. else new. And and when I do these radio tours I crack up Lombardo cuz there's new shows in that all year. There's no such thing as pilot season anymore because it's all yeah. every – there's new seasons all the time and new opportunities, and I'm sure you can't Ab- tell us about – Absolutely you know, like, the right,
2: books. yeah. They're, they're, I, mean, I can tell you about some. Becoming... I can't tell you about the one I went to because uh, they kill me, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I can tell you about other ones. You know, it's it's just – it's just yeah, like you said, it's year round now. Like there's stuff going on all the time. Amazon's doing their own stuff. Netflix, you know, like right. these companies, and it's so smart because they just see what they check out. What their people are watching on on you know Netflix. If people are watching a lot of a certain show, then they're going to produce that show. You know, hey, even if it's off the air, Absolutely. they're like, hey, let's 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 do this because they have they have the fan base. They know that it's just smart.
5: It's smart, smart, smart. So, Murder in the First. You're saying the ratings? It's a there. Are, you have a third season. You never thought maybe you didn't know for sure it would be three seasons, but you said it's oh, so yeah, hard they, to tell in the ratings.
2: Yeah. Exactly. And I think what saved us. I think the reason we got a third season were our fans. You know, our fans are so loyal and just tweet and you know they're they're just so loyal. They're they're amazing. And because of all our Twitter activity, I think honestly that's what saved us, which is awesome. Thank you, Twitter uh at El Chico Boyar, set up um but yeah it's just a different thing man it's like yeah so we we didn't they didn't let us know until like late november that we were picked up uh, you know yeah. well it, helps, and I it started...
5: helps the fact that if the, if twitter's promoting and all your fans are promoting and you guys are hitting the twitter sphere that's that can change things dramatically and i think that you got to get these execs together and say you guys better wake the hell up Because YouTube's kicking our, you know what, Facebook Live's going to be more popular than us pretty soon. We need to figure out better ways of analytics and ratings to understand why shows should stay and keep the fans happy. Don't keep trying new stuff. you got to see and take that way of trying that people are streaming and really be protective of your content. Because that's going to be hard now with all these different places to find it all. It's, it's going to be an That's interesting true. thing for sure. I mean, but I, like I said, I go in to do an interview with a major celebrity, and I find out the only one that tweeted him out was me? What the hell is that? And I'm with, you know, all these major stations, like LA stations, Chicago stations, meaning the top ones, are all had that same guest on, but I'm the only one promoting them. What's disconnected?
2: Yeah. There's a disconnect, it is. man. There is. And it's also a lot of hating, you know what I mean? Like people just, you know, most people that I interview, you know, want to be in, in your Sorry. spot, you know, you know, so they, you know, there's a lot of that. They're like, no, I'm not going to promote this guy. I don't want him to get bigger than me. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> it's the funny. Star,
5: Lombardo, Not me. That's how I try to do every interview. You're the star. I'm just, I'm just here to ask cool questions and, and cool things, Lombardo and, and say, Hey man, let's definitely keep this uh, dialogue going. We're connected Facebook-wise In certain ways I'll keep in touch But new shows come out You just contact me You're on the show, man Okay? That's for sure I love
2: it, brother I appreciate it, That's the big
5: thing, Lombardo And I understand when little issues Hiccups happen Trust me I, I was supposed to interview somebody In some show I can't tell you the show But I was on a radio tour And I was like the sixth station To come through And guess what? I didn't get that guess Why? because she was getting ready, and she couldn't get ready and do a radio interview at the same time. So I guess she's doing your <laughs> hair right now, Lombardo, so you have to say goodbye. It's the best place we can find information on you and go. Where can we follow you? All the best places. Where can we go, Lombardo?
2: Yeah, look me up on Facebook. I, I, uh, I accept everybody, Lombardo Boyar. And on Twitter, I'm capital L, Chico Boyar, at L, Chico Boyar. All right, well, Lombardo,
5: thanks for calling, man, and best of luck. Take care. Dude, thanks so much, man. You rock. Later, world. All right. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm walking the Twitter world. You be ready next week, man. Take care. All right, our, our, My producer just informed me we have another guest on the line. I'm so excited. Welcome to the program. Celebrity, Michael Damian. Michael, thanks for calling, man. How are you?
4: Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? And happy
6: Fourth of July weekend.
5: Yes, happy Fourth of July weekend. You're the last interview to my break. I'm going to see uh billy joel tonight with my wife for our 16th anniversary wedding anniversary so we're going to see billy joel at tnc park i I, michael you can pull some strings right get me a backstage interview with billy right
4: absolutely i don't know if i can get you backstage maybe back parking lot uh front row i'm not sure but i'll i'll try i'll call billy (laughs) <laughs> so michael
5: I, I again we have talk, we only have a short period of time today but we want to promote your latest project for audience oh again, thank you, you man you had an unbelievable career as an actor soap opera actor and now you, you got a new new film out tell us about that film and anything else you'd like to promote go
4: ahead well uh you know i'm super thrilled speaking of music i i, I of course uh Started as a musician and uh, you know had a had a bunch of hits when I was a kid and a number one record rock on in 1989 of course and then you know that was actually how I got the part on Young and the Restless playing Danny Romolotti was when I was on American Bandstand and performing a song there and that's when the producers wrote me into the show so it's been kind of cool because I've been able to uh, to I started out as a musician and I was able to do music and acting uh, and my character Danny is a singer. Musician, So it was perfect. And, and I was able to sort of, you know, make it both, make it all happen at the same time, sort of art imitating life and vice versa. So uh, that's kind of where I started. Uh, I was on the show for about 20 years, and uh, had a great run, was able to do tours, uh, took a break for a couple of years and did Joseph, uh, played Joseph on Broadway in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Code. And that kind of all led me to my new career, which is directing, writing, and producing movies.
5: Oh, wow. So, I mean, so so you found, you started out as a singer, loved music, got a hooked-up opportunity in acting, jumped from that hook-up opportunity in acting to an opportunity to say, I want to be behind the set. I want to be involved. I want to be acting but yet also be the creative end and you see the business has changed so much it's a perfect time to do it Michael right because of all these exactly. different platforms all these opportunities it's just a lot a really a great time for creative people
4: you, you're so right you know back when I when I was breaking you know um, it was not cool to do like I remember having this conversation they're like well you're 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 a singer you can't be an actor and I'm like why not and they're like well you're an actor and a singer you can't do now you can't do Broadway because nobody no no actors singers were on Broadway at the time. Now it's all celebrity actors you know singers, musicians uh, you know that are starting on Broadway. So there are a lot of things back then that were really not acceptable. But I just never liked being in a box. So uh, I learned so much uh, all those years working with great directors and, and writers and producers and crew and. And cinematographers, and that's why I really wanted to be more involved. And now that you know, I'm directing. I've, we've made 13 movies. Uh, I don't know if you've seen any of them, but we've done the Flicka franchise for Fox, uh, Marley and Me, the prequel, uh, oh, wow. Princess for Christmas, Sweeter Side of Life, Love by Design, and now um, our latest, which is our big passion project, which is a dance music movie, and it's called High Strung, and it's out now. It was in the theaters. Uh, a couple months ago, but it's now uh, out on, uh, you can get it on iTunes, and it's going to be on DVD uh, August 2nd, so that's what we're really excited about, and uh, it, you know, it's it's enabled us, and, it, and when I say us, uh, I'm working with my wife, who is, who was a phenomenal dancer, who danced with Michael Jackson and Prince, and and so I come from the music world, she comes from the dance world, and we wanted to make a movie that fused both of our passions, so that's that's what we're that's what we've done
5: oh that's that's great and uh and again so the lots of different things you 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 said you're promoting and doing and things like that so tell us a little bit about the whole situation with uh with high strung and stuff like that
4: well we we wrote the script uh it's been a two year project, and uh it stars some amazing talents uh a ballerina named Kenan Kampa, uh, who is just extraordinary as Ruby. And then we have a young British actor named uh, Nicholas Galatine, who plays the hip hop violinist. Uh, co star is Jane Seymour, who you know, of course, phenomenal uh, actress. She plays the tough love dance instructor at the Academy. Um, it's really a phenomenal cast. And we have basically 56 of the greatest dancers in the world that we, we audition worldwide for it. And, uh, it's, it's just been incredible an incredible journey. And we've had it number one. Uh, it it was number one on iTunes for like, I don't know, five weeks in a row, uh, number one drama, number one, uh, musical film. Uh, so it's great that we're getting, uh, but let's go,
6: let's go. You were talking a
4: little bit about the project, uh, continue to go, uh, discussing the project. Yes. So, uh, so we, you know, Janine, my wife and I wrote the project. We did a worldwide casting talent search for the best dancers in the world. We auditioned dancers in L.A., New York, London, Paris, uh, Bucharest, and we we found some of the most amazing dancers ever. And, and of course, they had to be. After that, they had to do the uh, acting audition, and we and there, we found them to be incredible actors as well. So we really got lucky. And we have a fabulous star, Kenan Kampa, who's an American girl who um, is the first and only American ever accepted to the Marinsky Ballet, uh, Russian Ballet Company of Russia. So we have, like, the real deal, the the most legit ballerina as a star. We have an amazing young British actor named Nicholas Galitzine, who just won Star of Tomorrow in the U.K., and he plays Johnny and the hip-hop violinist and uh, Jane Seymour, who you of course know, a wonderful actress, uh, who's Emmy multi Emmy Award winning. She plays uh the dance instructor Tough Love teacher and uh and then surrounded by all these amazing dancers setting you know the New York uh, New York setting. And it's a you know it's a movie uh it's a love story. It's a movie about a young uh a young ballerina coming to New York to pursue her dreams. And she encounters this hip-hop violinist busking in the subways in New York, and their worlds collide uh, with this amazing hip-hop dance crew. And it's kind of how these three, uh, these three worlds sort of find a way to work together and, and achieve their dreams, you know, collectively. And it's a movie that is about um, hope, uh, inspiration, you know. If you, if you dream big and work hard, you do have a chance. And uh, we wanted to put a good message out there, and we hope we've done that with this film. And so far, the reaction worldwide has been phenomenal. We open up uh, all over Europe uh, starting in uh, two weeks. Right. So uh, Italy, Germany, Italy, France, and then Taiwan. Fantastic. And these are all, yeah, these are all major wide release, uh, 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 you know, countries. And Disney International picked up 34 uh, territories internationally as well. So. Uh, we're excited, super excited. Um, you know, it's still an indie film. We need the support of, uh, and we've gotten the support of everybody out there, and it's been amazing because, you know, we don't have the, we don't have the huge studio marketing money, but we have a lot of passion. We have, uh, uh, we have a lot of, and we're, we're giving it all we got. It's uh, so that's
6: just such a, a great opportunity. So for you, just starting out in this business, meaning another change in you know, how the distribution you're having. You got to be enthused by it, for sure.
4: Oh, it's incredible to get that kind of distribution. Distribution is a, a dream, you know. We 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 made the movie independently. We brought it to Cannes. We screened it for all the international distributors, and it was just a phenomenon. We sold the entire world in one in one in one festival, so uh, one festival market, which was extraordinary, and and it has been the the, the outpour and the support has been tremendous. But it really is because of all the fans on social media. Uh, they've just been pushing. They've been supporting it. I mean, we just announced our trailer, you know, in France, and in you know a week we got a million views in France alone. And uh, same thing in Germany, it's up to like two two, three million views, I think it is now. Uh, it's been really incredible, just just in those countries. So um, you know, it's amazing. we're 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 feeling the love. And we're excited about going over there to Europe, but the U.S. has been – it all started here. And so uh, – That's great. Uh, the U.S. audience has been incredibly supportive.
6: And so you're continuing to work on projects. This is not just at Highstrung. You're going to be doing some more stuff, aren't you, that you're going to be producing? Yeah, we're yourself, and, and, Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're, um, we're actually already uh, working on Highstrung, too, as we speak. So, uh, oh, wow. I haven't made an official announcement, but I guess I just did. So, so there you have it. <laughs> you heard it first, oh, wow. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So, we're excited about that and, you know, it's been quite a you know, it's been quite a a, a ride and, you know, I'm really super fortunate to have not just one career, but you know, the acting and the, the music, Broadway. And now, uh, uh, a filmmaker. You know, I'm, I feel really blessed and very fortunate. Um, you know, it's just, it's not it's not easy to do these things, and I don't take it for granted. And and I just really uh, I have respect for for people out there that are going for it. And and uh, you know, if they say you can't do that, well, I'd say challenge them <laughs> because exactly. you know, how do they know
6: who's they anyway? You know,
4: never never that. give up.
6: I think I think that yeah, a lot you, of the people taught us, Michael, is that we just shouldn't give up our content. Even if at first is not yeah. being well received, if you keep pushing content, you're going to find somebody that wants it received, and then you get the right person to back it, and it's, it changes. It's in anything in any business. It's never give up. It's go after it and say, I'm going to go after this differently now. Uh, maybe I maybe this exactly. to receive as well. I'm going to find an audience that wants it. And then if you you're, are you're the right. kind of person gives up, then forget it. I'm sure you're like, well, yeah. you're up all this. I don't know about a distribution like that. You're like, holy cow, this was huge for me, and now I'm yeah. doing the second movie. I never expected that, but you went, you go after your passion, you go after your dreams, you do what you love to do, and the opportunities are going to yeah. come. So, Michael, where's the best place we can find information on you? Purchase the movie now, watch it stream. High Strung for U.S. and then about Europe and all the opportunities that once you got into Europe, because again, our European audience as
4: well. Well, yeah, you can you can get the movie, you can pre-order. Well, first of all, you can go to highstrungthemovie.com, and that has everything up there, uh, and and then you can pre-order uh, the, the the DVD now. It comes out August second, but you can be the first to get it uh, if you you can pre-order it on Amazon.com. And uh it's available. In fact they're running like a, an incredible uh deal if you get it now for the pre order. It's it's a great price before they, you know, raise the price, you know, opening day. Um and you can follow us on I'd love for you to follow us on our social media, which is you know at high movie. And uh if you'd follow me on Twitter, Michael Damien One with the number one, somebody took Michael Damien <laughs> and they're claiming they're claiming to be me. They're like, you know, I'm like, hey, wait a minute. That's well, me. C- I c- didn't c- do c- that. I need
6: somebody I need somebody to claim they're me so I can get it verified, because that's the only way to get verified. Oh, people start claiming oh. they're Euro, then you can get verified. I think I deserve it with some of the top slubs, like but I'm not verified yet.
4: Yeah. I'm going to verify you. Okay, you're verified. You're the real deal. Don't give up. I won't give, don't give up. up on getting... Hey, you know, what? Uh, actually, I've got a great uh the 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 young lady that handles my social media she is extraordinary and she does a, me you know m- my social media high strung social media and she is someone that could uh uh could get that done for you so when really? we get, when we when we're
6: done when we're done with the show I'll get you all the info okay oh yeah definitely definitely I, uh, I'm the social media expert but I never knew that there's possibilities of verification so I definitely will uh have a, a convo with her and see how we can work together. So just definitely send that to you Have my – I just texted you, so you can text me her information, and, and I'll definitely will chat you, you. got it. Okay? You got okay. it. Okay.
4: All right. Well, thanks, Michael.
6: Take care, man, and thanks for coming on the show.
4: Thank you so much. Happy Fourth of July. Everybody be safe out there. God bless.
6: Uh, God bless you, too. Happy Fourth. Take care, man. See ya. Thanks. Okay. okay. Take care. Bye-bye. bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. You're listening to the Celebrity Show. We'll be back.
0: I, I could name all the, the- – the great mm-hmm. people that have come in and helped teach us. But um, my role as the head coach isn't so much the X's and O's. I don't I don't call the offense or the defense. I've got great people on both sides of the ball that do that. I just make sure that we maintain, you know, character and unity and sportsmanship. And, you know, I'll chip in and tell them what I would like to see them run if we get in a tight situation. I think I still have enough experience that I know what we need to go to. But for the most part, I never even need to go there because they, they do a great job. Um, you know well, that's their specialty. You know you're the you know you have national championships behind you, divisional
1: championships. I would imagine today your recruiting of players when you all have when you opened up it may not be as difficult as possibly when the league first started. I mean I know there was a excitement in the beginning. I can remember Lisa uh asking me if I wanted to play when I was coaching at Point Park University. I said, oh, no, thank you.
0: So, and that was
1: back in the earlier days. But So, is recruiting, has it become easier each year, of course, with success? Everybody wants to be a part of winning. So, can you talk about the recruiting aspect of bringing players into your organization? Yeah, I,
0: I've always been um – you know, I I know I do way less recruiting than probably any team out there because I feel like we're lucky enough that uh, they find us. I I've always kind of felt like you know like energies attract and and we don't spend you know a lot of time, effort or money. I feel like we've got a, a really good team that the girls know who who would be a good fit. So a lot of times our players are our recruiters. They they know who would fit and who wouldn't, and they know just from the different sports they play in their off season from you know, Gaelic football to softball to, you know, volleyball leagues and stuff. Um, It it seems like, you know, that our recruiting is pretty much the word of mouth. Um, I do put out ads and people will, you know, come and try out. And we've really hit the jackpot last year. We had some rookies that I, you know, sometimes I wonder how in the world did we find these people? Because they didn't really know anybody on the team. They just had watched it either on TV. Uh, They'd seen it and they looked us up and said, I'd really like to do that. And, so I guess it's probably from the exposure we've gotten through television or the paper or just our own girls, but that's that's kind of our our extent of our recruiting. <laughs> and How what, about what types of athletics
5: are you seeing out of the players from starting to beginning? Now now are you starting to see because of the professional women's football is starting to gain a lot more notoriety that hey that's something I can do after college and still play sports, are you seeing more and more the opportunities down the line of maybe more and more uh, women playing high school football at one point in time, and that you're going to start getting a lot of players that have played on their high school team that after college come back and want to play football? Are you seeing that development and growth in that way that can happen down the line? Yes. Oh, yeah, well, we
0: Yeah, when we started out, I don't think there was probably, I don't know if this is exact, but I I think it is, I don't think anybody had any experience. Like when we all started, you know, we were, our background was, you know, all the other sports, but not, we didn't come in and say, oh, I've played, you know, for my high school or, or JV or, you know, any part. And now when they come in, a lot of them have played some football somewhere, you know, whether it's at a very young age or the middle school age or the high school age but um that was unheard of when we started and and mm. now it's becoming more and more common so um you know that's always a plus i think that's a bigger draw when the girls do see that they play this at a younger age because everybody has the big dreams when you're young that you want to go on and play a, whatever your sport is and i think right many times they would pick one that they thought oh you know I can have a long future in this well after high school or college. And so I do think the exposure has given them that opportunity to see a future, which has been fantastic. How many of your players
5: play football in high school at all? Got opportunities. I don't know what the rule, how many have ended up having that situation where they played or at least have practiced with in football with the boys and stuff like that. Are we seeing any of that across the country happening now?
0: Yes, I, I absolutely do see that happening. And I, I think it's having a, a real positive impact on teams across the country that um that's becoming more and more popular. What about concussions? I mean, that's been such a big uh, umbrella
1: under the NFL. So has that been a, a topic of discussion
0: in the women's football league? Yes, I, I think that every, well, I'll only speak for our team. I would guess that every team is probably very, you know, conscientious to trying to take care of their players. Um, you know, we all know that these women, they're all going back. They're adults. They're, they've got children. They've got a job they're going right. to go to Monday morning. They've got, you know, everybody. We look around in there and nobody's out at our practices trying to, you know, that, that probably to our, you know, to our fault to some degree, will give up what we could be a little bit better at just so that we're not, you know, nobody's ever going to become a tackling dummy. We just, you know, we let, we keep it really safe at practice. And, you know, I don't know, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that maybe on the field, you'd look back and say, boy, if we had just did more hitting or something, you know, yet at the same time, I think everybody really loves and appreciates the fact that, we don't go out, and you know nobody's worried about. Oh, I'm going to go to practice, and I could come home with an ACL, or I could come home with a concussion. That shouldn't ever be a concern. Um, you know anything can happen, but we really try to do everything we can to keep it safe. That's good, the goal. good, excellent. So you Absolutely. have Franco Harris.
1: He's a, he's uh, your co-owner. What impact has he had on your team? And on you as a co-owner with him.
0: Well, um, definitely I can say about Franco. It's just like when anybody that is, you know, blessed enough to get to know him, just an amazingly good man. He just, he is such, he's so good to everybody. And uh, we're we're thrilled to have him. He has been a mentor to me. He's, you know, everything that I would want to be when it comes to an owner, a leader, a partner, a business partner. Um, Just, he's a class act and i you know i i feel like we've got a really good reputation across the league i feel like if everybody had to kind of put labels on other people's teams i you know get over and over from other teams that they'll say you know you guys are a class act and i i'd like to you know attribute a lot of that to just saying that you know we've got people at the top that we care more about character than we do you know just integrity doing things right so you know, Franco brings an awful lot to the table, but if I was going to say the thing that I really love the most that he brings to the table, I would say it's it's the way that he treats people. He's just a
1: mm-hmm. – he
0: does things the right way in life.
1: Okay.
5: And, you know, so what do you think uh, – how how long has Franco been co-owner with you?
0: Um, Let's see. He's started coming to our games. I, I think officially 2008, I believe officially. But wow. he's been oh, really? supporting us for, you know, he's been supporting us for a long time. I, yeah, I think that was the just to give you a quick example of Franco's story. This was before he was even an owner. We won a championship in 2007. It was our first uh, first championship. We were, you know, undefeated that year. It was so exciting, right. and you know, it was just a really cool thing. And we came back to Pittsburgh, and and back at that time, still not very many people knew about women's football or that we existed or that even Pittsburgh had won a championship. And doesn't he go out and rent out, Heinz (laughs) Hall, throw on this reception like none of us had ever been to, really made the girls feel special, made everybody feel so good. He put on, it was just, you know, and he wasn't like in ownership or anything. He just felt like that they deserved that. You know, it was so cool. But that's that's typical Franco right there. Awesome. Um, yeah, it was cool. So, but yeah, I think officially, um, 2008 was when when uh, he he came on in and thought that he could give us a hand and help us out, and he has been ever since. Yeah,
5: and and what and when you said about the thing I know about the Pittsburgh Passion is it's very very interesting is that to keep the doors open to keep the professional team going. You need great sponsors, great people to volunteer to help to keep the cause going and raise money, right? That's one of the biggest things. It's almost like NASCAR or any of those other sports. You are tr- truly sponsor driven to keep going. Uh, True. League, right? Yes. How did you learn to keep that part of it as well to keep the doors open and keep the league keep thriving and growing and your team?
0: Well that that certainly was never my strength and uh, you know, that's um that's something that I've just had to be kind of self taught over the years. Um, but we have been, you know, lucky enough the people that have come in and, and opened up a door to start a partnership. We we keep them for years and years because once we start one, you know, we're we're good about taking care of them. It's just uh yeah, I would have to say that I'm, I don't know what the secret to that is. That's not not in my wheelhouse, but, um so far we've done enough to do everything that we you know to keep it going and do what we want to do. There's been a lot of teams that went through transition of many many ownerships or many different names, and there's been a lot of turnover, but i you know I'm real happy that that Pittsburgh has been able to you know keep it all under one umbrella for all these years and uh and still going strong so you know I guess we're I guess we're doing something right there. <laughs>
1: Just keep that excitement going. A lot of you are are role models for many people, especially young girls who now in our city can say, hey, I can grow up and play professional football. And, I mean, that's a true testament to where women's athletics has come to stay. So please continue to uh, reach out and do all that you all are doing for the sport of uh, women's professional football. Well,
0: thank you. Yeah, we've been, uh, like I said, been you know, have a lot of good people around us. I, I I love our players that come in, our coaches. We're it's a team effort, and you know, just really, really blessed to have, be surrounded with a lot of the players that retire, just come back and chip in and help out. Every it's total team effort, which again, that's what football is all about. Um, you know, and we've been lucky enough to have a lot of good people.
5: Now, Neil, another um,
0: exciting
1: guest. Neil, another exciting guest. Yeah, I know.
5: Absolutely next, but we're not we got a couple more minutes. We get so just to, oh, one yeah. of the for Teresa. Um, the question I wanted to know uh was what is your the how many championships have you guys won in your years with the Pittsburgh Passion?
0: Uh, we have three undefeated national championships. We have a um that would be the right answer would be three. We've got a lot of the uh divisional ones and but uh the the, right. the winning the whole shebang, we have three.
1: Right. Right. Fantastic. the NFL backing what? at all? Do you have any NFL backing other than Franco being a part of your – as co-owner?
0: Um, as far as, I mean, like I said, that banquet he threw us, we had people there. We've had some, some of the guys come stand on the sidelines, the uh, the professional players. We've had them, um, you know, just because they were interested and came and, and stood down there. And we've had them at, you know, coin toss and stuff. But, no, not any – there's none that are at the level that Franco is at um, – but we certainly have had a lot of respect and you know like we'll, they invite us to their other things like the Steelers always invite us to their you know help be a a, a big part of their Steelers their women's training camps and they give us um, okay. you know like their family they they include us in stuff as okay. have other you know the other teams around they they're they're certainly very kind to us but as far as um you know I think there's boundaries within that they have to kind of follow too with the other okay. stuff.
5: Latrice, okay. so Trace, I know that great. you guys have a website. People can find information on them if they want to become a sponsor, if they want to go to uh, attend games, or learn more about the team. Where can they go? Uh,
0: PittsburghPassion.com. We're always awesome. looking for good are partners you, and great support. So yeah, www.pittsburghpassion.com. Are, are you on? Yes, we do have a yeah the Pittsburgh Fashion Facebook as well. Yes.
5: Excellent. All right. Well, uh, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Uh, enjoyed the conversation. Liked a, a really good luck on continued success. I think we're we'll going yes. to see uh, continued growth in women's professional football. And I think that, again, it's just you guys are starting the, the groundbreaking process, and I'll just continue to, to go up and up for you guys. So thanks again for calling. Well,
0: thank you. Appreciate it. Good luck to you.
1: Uh, take
0: care, and God bless. Thanks for right, the, the success.
5: Thank All right. thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right. You're listening to the Total Celebrity Show. We'll be back in just a That's ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VTW group void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.